0: Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good morning to the finest hour you'll ever experience. Yep, we're putting it out there. This is going to be the best hour of podcast that has ever been recorded, literally and then, ever. If our recent episode length uh, is anything to go by, there will be another twenty minutes or so. That is fine. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just be something that you know you kind of listen to afterwards and go, ah, oh, our first hour. Solid stuff. Yeah, I wonder if it gets better. Kind of trailed out towards the end. But, uh, you know, know, after recording the best hour of podcasting that's ever been done, you know, you can overlook a kind of a mediocre second half. You know, once you start with perfection, it always has to go somewhere else. Yeah, you you achieve everything you want in your life and you say, well, what's the point of going on? So you keep going. I'm William S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. <laughs> and I'm Rick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. This is our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Recap and Discussion Podcast, where we are very excited that uh, within two days, the Joestar, the Inherited Soul event will be occurring, and we'll probably mm-hmm. be discussing that at the top of next week's episode. Hell yes! But for now, we're talking about episodes 14 and 15, or maybe 15 and 16, I think 15 and 16, don't quote me on that, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh no comment. You're the one looking up the IMDB pages. Revolutionary Girl Utena. <gasps> That's um, the show. Um, Kozuei's watching. Deep Sadness and Nanami the Who Cow. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's a bit of a... Look, the first hour it's might just... It's a real just... um, vegetables and dessert combo here. Yeah, sort of like eat your Brussels sprouts, get your Nanami. You get to eat those delicious, bitter Brussels sprouts. Ooh. And then you have to suffer through a... A stagnant, overly sweet ice cream sundae of Nanami, everyone's favourite character, slowly turning into a cow. And we all see it coming. And that's not a metaphor. And we all (laughs) love it. It's just a thing that happens in this show sometimes. (laughs) We do a weird Nanami episode and then we never talk about it again. Hey, speaking of never talking about again, Liam. Yeah. Did you know that we still have Patreons that we're getting through? Oh, from patreon.com slash jojo's world. Indeed. The only place where you can support that one podcast that made the greatest hour of podcasting ever made. So great that you want to give tribute to them for the rest of your life. Yeah. And this week, did you know that we are taking tribute from a person whose name I can only assume is because they started their own podcast and then said, nah, I'm good. It's Bad Take Andy. Did you? Why? why Why is that your assumption? Well, why else would they name themselves Bad takes? because you only go on a podcast to have bad takes. Oh, I see. Well, I mean, to be fair, unless you're some kind of hella alt-right bullshit Nazi motherfucker who always has bad takes on things, I don't see any other reason. Okay, broad brush to paint our patron with, Nick. (laughs) No, that's not who he is. I'm saying he probably started a Patreon. I mean, I started a podcast and then was like, yeah. JoJo's takes... World would like to apologise for the distance of... For the uh, the comments of our outgoing co-host, Nick <laughs> Valentine. <laughs> Hi, I'm the new co-host. My name is... Rick Dick Nallentine. Rick Valentine. Hi, I think we've done the Rick we... Valentine bit before. Yeah, we got to have new my name so that we can keep yeah. kicking me off so I can come back on. I mean, so we can have someone Nick new come Palentine. on. Nick Valentine. Hi, my name is Nick Palantine. I'll be your host this evening. Uh, I like Bad Take Andy. He's a good Nico guy. Nico Palindrome. Nico Palindrome. Yep, that's... Um, that's the sexy new Nick. He carries a rose in his hands. <laughs> He's and... perfectly symmetric. Hello, I am Nick or Ah, Hello, it is me, Rose. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Oh, I get it. Um, Thanks, and Bad yeah, Take Andy. Nick, Abby? what are your top five bad takes? Oh, oh, well, my number one bad take is that... Well, of course your number one bad take was that shit you just said about Bad Take Andy. Oh, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, my number two bad take would probably just be uh, when I was describing before who our patrons are that was a pretty bad take we could take that again if we wanted to and rolling slate what's the opposite way you should do that and slate <laughs> nick ballantyne uh patron comments take two and rolling uh hi everyone did you know that we have patrons at patreon.com slash jojo's world all right i think we got it moving on okay great awesome number three bad take uh i once said hey i think that might be a meteor it was the moon it which was, is always there, like, yeah. like a sibling. Now, you never think about it, but it's always there and it Jokes makes you Joke's about, about the episode we're about to talk about. Oh, God. So anyway, thank you, Bad Take Andy, for giving us tribute, for mislabeling you and everything have Thank you, you've Andy, believed. for giving us a platform to voice Nick's bad takes. How are you? But sometimes good takes. Like the next hour, which will be a flawless masterpiece of yeah, podcasting. Yeah, starting now. Now, here we go. Okay. <laughs> so today, the episodes that we watched... Were bonks? What, like bonkers? But I couldn't oh, okay. say the second <laughs> okay. syllable. I didn't, I didn't follow that at all. Sorry. <laughs> uh, episode fifteen. Hang on, best podcast episode starting now. <laughs> uh, episode fifteen. The landscape framed by Kozu. Ooh. Who? Okay, so we have a name for Mickey's twin sister, Kozu. Now, is it Kozu or Kozaway? Ah, uh, you know, I was listening. I was listening to them verbalizing it mm. this episode, and I feel like I got both. Interesting. Okay. Let's uh, let's do a quick. Let's change between as we move through. Now. Here we go. Cosaway. Cosaway. Gotcha. Oh, I knew it. You got me. What can I say other than you're welcome? And that was my. Hmm. That was my bad take. Oh no. Um. Okay. Cosaway, Mickey's twin sister, is seen as somewhat of an oddity around school. Is she? <laughs> She seemed very popular to me. Does she seem like an oddity? In particular, her feelings for her brother remain most ambiguous. Ah, oh, they are ambiguous. And there's an then there's an ellipsis. But the Black Rose Society knows all. Ooh. Because they're evil. They are. They're yeah. evil psychologists. <laughs> <laughs> they look deeper into your soul than you ever would. Nick, um, I was reading, I was reading, Um, there's a old Reddit thread <laughs> yep. um, of other people watching Utena for the first time, episode by episode. Yep. Uh, and in the, and, and like historically, after we've recorded an episode of Jojo's World, I've gone and checked out the threads for the episodes we've done that week. Yep. Uh, and they were talking about the Boys of the Black Rose. Uh-huh. Uh, two key observations from that. One, um, they're both just boys, apparently. Uh, who who would have Rose seen, Groom and, uh, what was it, Mikage Shoji Mikage, Something like that. Uh, uh, both just boys, apparently. Okay. Uh, okay. Which uh, which clearly, you know, uh, Rose Groom is quite, um, what's the word, androgynous? Yes. So we, we clearly misread that situation. Indeed. Um, but someone pointed out, I think quite astutely, that their visual designs are like gender flip mirrors of Utena and Anthy. Oh! Pink hair on pink the hair one, and like quite Ant- athletic physique. And, yeah. and then the dark other one's skin, very quiet, um, shy. He's, she's, he's got white hair, I think Rose Groom does, but still close yeah. enough. Similar cut to Anthe. Mm-hmm. Red clothing. Red clothing, sort of a a, a reflection of Anthe's big dual ceremonial dress. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. cool take for your season two villains. Maybe they'll fight each other, but like not... One versus the same oh, yeah, one, well, but like They'll flip. fight each other and then Anthea and Rose Groom will stand in the background doing ambiguous symbolism <laughs> actions. <laughs> Maybe that's what the car chase is. Yeah, I mean, almost certainly, right? Yeah. So, um, episode 15. They also barely appear in this week's episodes. They appear, what, twice? Yeah. Kozue. Oh, well, I already read that. <laughs> Hang on, wait. Starting... <laughs> Now, Flawless podcasting. The other thing I got from that thread last time uh, in response uh, discussing the episode The Boys of the Black Rose yeah, uh, is this comment. Where is it? The year is 2005. I am watching Utena for the first time. I feel a deep, resounding sensation in my loins. It's not one I want to be feeling at all. And yet, it's there. It's oh, the I can't growth. believe this anime has awakened something in me. It's It's something that I can't describe. Some kind of... Hoof leg. Some kind of cow-like appendage coming from me. <gasps> Why, tis a tale. A tale as old as time <laughs> itself. <laughs> Transcending history in the world. A tale of souls and swords eternally retold. Sorry, a tale of souls and swords. <laughs> we'll souls. get to that. Ugh. Uh Okay, these two comments on uh, episode 13 and 14. Okay. And this is the ones we watched. So episode 13 was the flashback episode. And episode 14 was the Boys of the Black Rose. Boys of the Black Rose! (laughs) Any future predictions, someone asked. And the comment response, like if I had an idea about what the hell is going on. (laughs) (laughs) Then on episode 14, this episode is basically a gut punch to anyone who thought they had a handle on what was going on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. And I think that's interesting in terms of the, like, meta structure of the show. Because it... Spent the whole season introducing us to these uh, student, student counsellors and they seem so in control and in the know about everything that's going on. But now there's like a whole nother layer on top of them where there's, a, there's this mysterious secret society pulling strings for its own ends. And all of them are just like, oh, all the characters that you kind of got glimpses of but didn't really get enough time to, you mm. know... Delve too deep into now we're delving deep into them and I really like with the exception of Sionji who is a- AWOL, mm-hmm. uh or, or M-I-A uh, his- he's a WALMIR <laughs> yep um, a <laughs> and-, and Kiryu who is just sitting in his room crying uh, the student council members and Nanami me are just hanging around being part of the community it's very Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4. Diamond is unbreakable in that sense. Uh, I see why you Though I'm like sure the there'll show. be more duels with them in future. There's going to be so many duels with people that we thought, oh, we'll never duel yeah, them. Yeah, can't wait for Kiryu to um, abruptly cut off his own finger to spy to Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> Some kind of insane quantity of escalated nonsense that also makes us go, ah, oh, that is in character, sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. And here's a comment from... Um, uh, the person whose name might escape me at the moment, the producer who writes our uh, producer's notes. Ah, Shinji Mikami. Doesn't sound right. Mm. Uh, in a in an interview. <laughs> Silly question, but what is... And I know you'll be interested in this, Nick. Mm-hmm. But what exactly is revolutionising the world exactly? Are you telling me we won't get an answer for that in this show? I couldn't tell you, Nick. Okay, but right, but please, the interviewer proceed. is asking them here. Okay. Care to uh, speculate about what their answer could be, Nick? I want to say, because this guy has talked at length in terms of like, there's an old TV show I watched about this. I got abducted an old by aliens one yeah, time. Maybe it's it's just going to be him saying, it's whatever you need it to be. Well, Nick, answer. Uh, so what, question, what exactly is revolutionising the world? Answer, it means to break the eggshell. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, that's the text of the show, right? That's what they keep <sighs> saying. I know, but it's just like... <laughs> That's such a Yoko Taro answer. Where it's like, what does it mean to be alive? It means to be free. Oh, what does it mean to be free? It, well, means, it means to be, to be alive. alive. Taro, get I the, swear the fuck to God. out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> Episode fifteen. Producers note. Hit me with it. This is something that happened quite a long time ago. I told a certain girl that I loved her, but she turned. This is just. These are just Araki author's notes. I know it's so good. I told a certain girl that I loved her, but she turned me down. Oh. I thought there were good vibes between us. Ooh, drama. To think that it was all in my head. Why? I love my big brother, she said. (laughs) (laughs) So this isn't just some like random, oh, we just me to you it. Oh, oh, okay. That's a lie. That story was fiction. (laughs) That son of a bitch. What a twist. (laughs) That son of a bitch got me. M. Night Shyamalan up in here. (laughs) I trusted him and then he's like, actually, I made it up. (laughs) What if what if he then says actually that was also a lie? the story was real. <laughs> the reason sexuality of so often expressed this I feel like this is an inelegant translation. okay uh, The reason sexual sexuality of so often expressed, I think that must be is must mean to be is. Mm-hmm. The reason sexuality is so often expressed in brother sister relationships in the world of fiction mm-hmm. is because there's the illusion that blood relationships are external. It's the oh, sorry eternal. Is okay. that returning to a theme of uh, things that are eternal hang on do you want to take that whole thing again okay. and we'll just and we'll and we'll good. take, take, take right two now? yep okay here we go perfect podcast yep the reason sexuality is so often expressed in brother sister relationships in the world of fiction is probably because there's the illusion that blood relations are eternal uh. it's the dream of the eternal lover continuing with the lie <laughs> <laughs> yep I tried pathetically refusing to back down I couldn't accept it. But your brother and sister. She declared that she was not a woman. Then said, my brother isn't a man. So what are you exactly? My brother's body is a part of me. And my body is part of him, she said. Real Cersei and Jamie Lannister yeah, that's, that's vibes real in this fucked story. Up. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that, but okay. But thankfully, it was all a fiction. But he did lie to me, so... <laughs> so you can never... I can never, truly never trust, trust again. again, yeah. Nick, um... Yeah, this is the much more serious and dramatic of the two episodes we're discussing today. Let's get into it. We still have a bit at the end with Anthe and uh, brother that we still don't get, but you know what? Everything oh, yes. else. So um Arkyo has I have newly dubbed Arkyo during our watch today mm-hmm. the space pervert. Kiryu is the sky pervert. Yep. He's also a dabbled in ground perversion too. Of but, course, of course. Uh, but that's where the peasants pervert themselves. Yeah, not... Kiryu is the sky pervert and yeah. Akiyo is the space pervert. Ah, classic. Positioning himself in the hierarchy of the show of above perverts. Kiryu. Because <laughs> space is above sky. Ah, We can all agree on that. I can't, but okay. (laughs) Why not? Because space is everywhere. It's above, below, within, outside. It's everything um, we... Dragon... I I won't delve into the details on this. You should look it up in your own time. But Dragon Friends cast member Ben Jenkins Mm -hmm. has a theory he is routinely mocked for about down space. Okay, what the hell is down space? The idea space? that when we send things up into space, we've only been spent sending them into up space. We really should be looking into down space too. Is this something he genuinely believes? Unclear. <laughs> Nick Mickey is walking through the halls. <laughs> okay. And yep. he sees his sister, Cosway talking to a faceless generic boy. And Cosway sees Mickey seeing her doing that. <gasps> and he feels... Disappointment? Angst? Something in between? Unclear. We don't know. Concern. Ah. And the boy's talking like, hey, so I heard Toshiko ended up going to Atsushi's house yesterday. And she's like, no way. Oh my God. You would not believe that happened. And they're canoodling and then Mickey walks off. But as she... As he walks off She watches him walk off And is like I see you're walking off And I see this really creepy Looking music teacher With like A, per- a pervert stash And gold rings On his fingers He's like Mickey I've got high hopes for you Let me put my hand Around your waist yeah, and he's wearing A maroon jacket yeah. Nothing worse than A maroon jacket Don't trust jacket. anyone With gold rings And a maroon jacket Let me tell you, If someone with a maroon jacket Walks up to you on the street You slap them Right then and there You and stab say- them right in the air You push them down the <laughs> stairs While they're holding their music Notes. you gouge their heart out from their chest and you say and replace it with a black rose you want this you maroon jacket wearing motherfucker uh, so then so then the guy that's uh flirting with kozue is like hey baby what's wrong puts his hand on the wall well, he's but had uh, his hand on the wall the whole time and oh, she hasn't like, but then he just she just puts her hand over his whole face and just pushes, pushes it away. away just like i'm done with you you're not part of this anymore and looks deeply towards Mickey and the pervert music teacher. The landscape framed by Kazue. Duel Idle fifteen. Co- what is the landscape framed by Kazue? Uh, which one's Kazue? The, the sister. sister? Um, you should know this, Nick. There's only like uh, six characters in this show. Pro- I mean, it's probably a landscape of <laughs>
1: uh, emotions.
0: Yeah, sad ones. <laughs> Speaking of sad emotions, yeah. Kiryu is still in his um brooding chamber. His brooding chamber which has a large uh f- what, what do you call that large uh, like it's glass. it's a large m- large window made up of lots of small individual frames, tessellated window frame. They're all square. Yeah. Uh he's sitting there in the darkness uh in what is either a chair made of iron rose uh framing. Or some sort of wheelchair made of iron rose framing. (laughs) I think it's probably just a single rocking chair that he refuses to rock in because Mm. time... Because that would bring him too much joy. Exactly. And as a loser, he does not deserve it. Yeah, he's probably just sitting there like... Uh. Uh." I can't believe that for all my scheming, it came to naught because the power of Dios abandoned me when I wanted it at most. Uh. You know uh, what why I mean. did that do that? Am I not the chosen one? But I'm Kiryu. I stand above even the other very wealthy people who go to this school. You know, if there's one thing that I know about myself, it's that I have a lot of money and a lot of women. I wonder how if this is how Sayonji felt when he hid in his room for six days. No. No, no. I'm better than Sayonji. I'm curious. I kicked him out of the school and burnt his exchange diary. <laughs> I know it. I know things. Well, that, that's gotta come up again, right? No. That's such a that's such a Sionji's not coming back. Such an episode one Dio move, burning the exchange (laughs) diary, you know? And then if he comes back, he's like, where's my exchange journal? And he's like, I burned it. Also the fact the fact that in that season, like, we thought it was just like a one-liner joke at first, but the exchange diary kept coming up and up and up. It's gotta come back. Surely not, though. Surely this is like the final piece of the puzzle that he's burned so it can never be finished leaving Sionji's. to be honest I don't know if it's flashback material yeah but when I have post typed Utena Uh into the Facebook Messenger gif menu Uh to post a gif from it yeah I've seen pictures of Sionji that we have not yet seen what if it's from the movie Liam What if it's from the movie? Could be from the movie. Could be from flashback material. We can't rule that out. No one knows what's happening anymore. No one understands this show. People are turning into cows. (laughs) And not in a figurative sense. And yet first it was kind of in a figurative sense. And also, that wasn't a magic cowbell, Nick. What I love is it's possibly the most JoJo's power in that fashion turned her into a cow. But we're getting distracted by cows. So, yeah, all this time, Kiri has been lounging sadly, and he's playing a gramophone record now. It's not the- What? I mean, I know this is made in the late (laughs) 90s. Yeah. But what year is this set in? Don't. Don't be like that, okay? Don't be like that guy that's like, oh, I know that Les Mis was set in the French Revolution, but what year was that? Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. Les Mis? Yeah. The French Revolution? Yeah. In which they're all fighting in the (laughs) Revolution of France? (laughs) You foolish boy. Oh, no. Les Mis isn't set in the French Revolution. It's set distinctly after the French Revolution, I believe, because there's no royalty in it. What we are seeing is a student... Students' revolution, some communists attempting okay. to revolve, revolute a corrupt society. Uh-huh. And they, they try and fail. Oh. They are brutally suppressed by the military. I see. I thought that was the French Revolution. No, the French Revolution succeeded. Oh. So what is Les Mis? Um, well, Les Mis is a story that takes place over several decades, I believe. Um, is it? With Jean Valjean and... Jean Valjean, Javert. And some lady behind a gate. Cosette. Who's all like, I want that man, but I can't have him. No, uh, Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and she's all like crying and then they're all like, oh well, yep. that's life. And, and then Marius. she dies. No. Yeah. Oh, oh, Fantine. Yeah. And she doesn't want that man. She wants her daughter to be looked after. Oh. She did want that man back in the day, but that was long ago. And that taught her that life is cruel. Like me. Okay. Bold claim. <laughs> yep. So, anyway, um, Utena...
1: Not here Nanami
0: yet. is... There we okay, go. Okay, so Nanami in these two episodes is just going around in her bright yellow dual uniform. And I know that everyone else does that too. But hers is just so gaudy. It feels like, just put some casual clothing on, Nani. Like, she's. I, I think it's because, like, it's rare in this show hmm. that someone has a full-on, like... Traumatic thing mm. happen to them? No, that seems pretty common. Right. Okay, <laughs> it's fair rare enough. in this show that someone has a full-on permanent outfit change. Yep. And yep. Nanami spent most of the first season going around in the girls' school uniform. Mm. But now she's going around in her fighting costume. All the time. Which is like Other than, than when leather. she wears other other outfits, which she still does. That is true. She's basically just upgraded herself permanently from girls' school uniform and it keeps throwing me. From girls' school uniform to woman's to, school uniform. From girls' school uniform to girls' dual uniform. Ooh, good work. She's like, don't worry, big brother. I'll take care of the student council. And we did have to ask ourselves whether she meant kill them because it is Nanami. And I legitimately thought, yes, that's it. Meanwhile. I'm deep underground. In the, um, what's the four kings? Where do you fight them in Dark Souls? Uh, inside the big old pit. In the abyss under New Londo. Yeah. Uh, they're just in the, the black void they live in with the Black Rose Chamber being like, yeah, okay, we can't just pick anyone to fight Utana Tenjo. We need to pick skilled duelists and corrupt their hearts. But, but the Student Council have already lost their duels. Those fools. Those absolute fools. <laughs> those fuckheads. They thought they had a chance, but guess so, what? So what do they say? The thrust of what they say is there are few people who can freely use their own hearts, mm-hmm. but if we can find people like those... The people who entrust... Uh, oh, okay. So they're basically... I didn't understand this at the time. <laughs> yeah. But they're basically explicitly saying what's going to happen later. Quote. Okay. It would be better to entrust the swords of their hearts to others. Oh. That may result in the creation of strong duelists. I see. Which reflects how later in this episode, Cosway pulls a sword out of Mickey's heart. Not unlike the sword of Dios. comes see. out of Anne. I see. It all makes sense now. So, does that mean mm-hmm. prediction?
1: Early oh, this prediction. Is
0: not, this is not the. Well, okay, sure. Go. Because this is the best hour of podcasting we're ever producing, I'm breaking format. You wouldn't I'm fucking dare. I'm smashing the shell of the podcast format. We have had over 200 episodes of tradition. There will be a future episode. Good God. When Nanami mm-hmm. pulls a sword out of Kiryu's heart to fight Utana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, alright, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, right. it makes sense. Yeah, what if it's the other way around? And possibly. Oh. Girl whose name I can't remember, who <laughs> Jury is in love with. Yeah, red, red thread, yeah. Shiz- Shizue or something like that. Yeah. Will pull a sword out of Jury's heart to fight Utena. So all the side characters are getting all the main characters. Wakaba. <laughs> yeah. Will pull a sword out of Utena's heart to fight for to Utena. To fight Utena. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. That would be brutal. It's all gonna happen. Here we this go. This is the new formula. Okay. I'm down for it. And they will all fail. But what about... No, Wakaba might succeed, though. Wakaba, really? Yes. <laughs> She's the closest... She has consistently surprised us with how significant a character she is. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe she'll seems depressed. She's sitting downcast in the... In the, the, huge the huge swimming pool... pool. The huge indoor swimming pool that the school has with the uh, giant rose stained glass window yep. in the background. and she's just idly thrusting her hand into the water, clenching her fist, pulling it out and letting the water trickle through her fingers, just symbolizing, like, I guess, like the impermanence of youth or or like. The feelings and emotions that she feels around Mickey where yeah, she, she tries to grasp for approval and but that But she can't comes. hang on to it because they drifted apart when they were young when they had that piano recital yeah. and it's never been quite the same. Yeah, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. We spent a whole two-parter on this. Yeah, come on, listener. Get your act together. Fucking hell, man. Jesus Christ. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. <laughs> Literally. Bradley. The... <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> you come here, listen to us and you think to yourself I'm And gonna have a Sally, nice when you catch up on this What the hell is going on? You've got no excuse I told you at the planetarium to watch this show You went to a planetarium? I did, I went to a planetarium recently To watch a chiral performance oh, man. In the planetarium Oh man And it was very much like We just watched an episode of anime With a creepy planetarium The same day <laughs> that's weird yeah that's real weird it's like poetry it rhymes not unlike uh, George Lucas's masterpiece the Star Wars prequel trilogy mm. go on no that's it oh okay <laughs> we all agree now there's two of them hmm. agreeing with one another it's this a is getting out of hand now there's two George Lucas Star Wars trilogies <laughs> alright this is enough we... so there are girls there and yes. they're like Sakazue we hear you have a new boyfriend and he's like oh well you know, just another one in the stable, you know? Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, oh, oh Cosway, you oh, dog. I'm so jealous. No, but, well, you can do it too. Oh, really? Oh, Is we're not. So. your brother single? And then she looks at them. As if remorseful in her life choices. Well, you should know that there's a girl he's into lately. Meanwhile, Mickey is trying to work up the courage to ring the doorbell at the dorm that Anthea and Utena live in. And he's doing what every good young male does like I do every day. Pep talk, pep talk. Okay, all you have to do is ring the doorbell and say, hello, Miss Himamia. I would like... You to come and play some piano after school. That's all you have to say. It's all. Then you have Utena's to behind him. Hey, Mickey. Oh God. Hello. How are you? Hi. I wasn't. I wasn't doing anything weird. I was just standing here by the doorbell. I was going. I was just passing by. By. I like. I really like this relationship that has formed. Like the sword fight didn't get in the way of their friendship. You yes. Know? Because yes. now, Mick Utena brings Mickey in and is like actively rooting for him to develop a relationship with Anthony. Mm. because she wants her to be a normal girl too. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. Hey, t- hey, Anthony, Mickey's here. And he's like, oh, I, I wasn't coming here to see you, just, just passing by, you know. <laughs> what the hell was that, Mickey? <laughs> I mean, that's Mickey, right? All right, sure. And Anthony is all like... They have this oh, discussion hello. here, which I think hinges on a subtlety in the pronunciation of Choo Choo's name that we're not picking up on. Yep, it's either Choo Choo or Choo so Choo. he says Choo Choo, like how you'd write out a chain like i choo choo choose you the simpsons you can see the exact moment my heart broke in that joke yeah yep. and they say oh mickey it's not choo choo it's, it's choo choo fucking dot <laughs> is that like choo choo versus choo choo i think it is must, it the length of it it's either the length or it must be there's like a choo Ch- you know like a chew that they choo choo versus choo is that it choo? yeah Choo-choo. There's just no way to know without actually listening to what they're saying, and I am doing that, and I still can't pick it up. <laughs> we listened to it and went, yep, yep, that's, that's the that's same thing. That's yep. the same. Okay, sure. Choo-choo is the sound a mouse makes. You idiot. He <laughs> isn't a mouse, he's a monkey. You fucking idiot. No one would have ever thought it was a mouse. But then they all agree that Choo-choo long- elongated is a nice nickname. And Anthea's like, I like Choo-choo elongated. We have similar tastes. Oh, I'm sorry. That was weird. Uh, and then Utena is sitting on backwards on the chair, real cool style, being like, in her mind, go on, say it. You can do it. She's got her fingers interlocked like Mr. Burns, but in a nice and way. She's got her eyes closed with a happy smile. Mm. And uh, Mickey goes, Will you goes, play piano with me? And she's like, yes, you did it. You've done it. You've asked her. That's all. That's all you needed. I'd like to introduce you to my music teacher, but he cannot. Because even right now, the music teacher is getting run out of the school by Kazue Because like in red horror flashbacks, we see him falling down the stairs with music notes trailing behind him. Uh, he's running, desperately, fleeing some kind of eldritch horror. And is at the top of the stairs being like, "Ah, oh, it's done. And then Juri is there, being cool. Juri is so cool. Juri like, is just like, just, oh, so you're doing this thing? Enigmatically leaning against the, the pillar, like, hey... I heard that last week a teacher fell down the stairs and that last night they got a phone call saying, Oh, if you're not careful, it'll happen again, but worse. <gasps> the accident might not go your way. Yeah, rumour is he wasn't even sure if he was pushed or not. And uh, cause Or was I... I pushed. Okay, perfect podcast starting. <laughs> now I thought that was alright. But physical comedy, Liam. That wasn't physical comedy, that's just a physical flourish to the vocal comedy I was doing. And I rescind my slate. Here we go. D slate We're back in. We're back in. Rolling. Perfect podcast. Here we go. So Jury is obviously disapproving of Kozue's, uh malicious intent and to harm others. And like, wow, I'm impressed. You seem to have figured everything out. Not everything. You know, I don't know why you hate him so much. And she's like, he's always being mean to Mickey. I can't forgive anyone who would hurt Mickey. Mickey, good. Mickey, good. Mickey, good. I Love Mickey. Yeah. And okay. She's, or apparently she's been a guardian angel to Mickey. Establishing this whole time. shot of the sort of like tower that Mickey and Cosway's bedroom is in. Okay. I'm just gonna go out on a limb and say I think it's weird that they share a bedroom as teenage twins. Why? Well, for starters, the school's meant to assign everyone dorm rooms, isn't it? Yeah, but Auntie and Uh Utena share a room. But that was Utenna. Sorry, Utena. But that was explicitly called out as weird, that it was just the two of them in the dorm room. So how many would it be to not be weird? You know, how... Okay, so obviously on your own, not weird. Two people... Well, they've got that whole building to themselves, which was weird. Yeah, but then two people weird, three people weird? I'm... I am I just think it's weird that you bunk the siblings. Like, I mean, you know, even if they are... Siblings. It's weird that they wouldn't do, like, unisex dorms. If you're going to do dorms, you, you split them out, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, there's hanky-panky. With your brother and or sister? Well, you say it like I'm weird, but look what's happening in the show, Nick. Oh, that is funny <laughs> true. That is true. Literally everyone that isn't the main cast is like... Literally everyone that has a sibling is potentially interested in that sibling. <laughs> but they're not in the same dorm. Maybe that's what it is. Hey, I made milkshakes. causeway's in bed. I can't drink sweet milkshakes. I can't have something that sweet so late. Mm. How dare you, Mickey. So he puts the milkshake back that he drank, and then he's sitting at the piano the next day. Oh, he has a blue one. She has a pink one. Yep. Thus, reinforcing the, ge- the shitty the gender binary. Ugh. <laughs> gender reveal party. Utana climbs the stairs and sees whether her opponent is wearing a blue or pink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I don't. I just don't think I can duel a pregnant woman. <laughs> And then it's like, well, I guess you'll die. And I then guess the fri- I'm taking the rose bride. The then. prince comes down and possesses. I sure as fuck can. <laughs> Mickey is playing piano with Anthe. Uh, and Utena is watching. And Coso is also watching. Ooh. Yeah. Wow, you really are twins. If, I, if you weren't a girl, I couldn't tell the difference between you. No, we're nothing alike. What's that girl with the glasses like? What's her whole deal? Oh, that's, she that's Anthe. 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 And then we cut away to Black Rose being plucked. <gasps> because they found their... The new duelist. their niche. their niche to get up in her brain. Here we go. <laughs> we were, <laughs> Nick, Nick, we were so excited to be treated to oh. a new variant of both the student council elevator sequence and the monologue. So. So. Kiryu's not usual, yeah, Kiryu's still moping. Being a big baby because his season long scheme failed. So who what should. a baby. Who should replace him? Sayonji only sulked for half a season. And then he left. And he still started showing up for a while. He didn't mean to leave. He got expelled. That's true. By Kiryu. Uh, but now, who was going to replace so, Kiryu? It's, the elevator's still going up, and and Mickey and Jury are still in their usual positions, but then Nanami is the leader, and <gasps> she has a new monologue, Gasp. which kind of picks up from the end of the last one. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how this season picks up from the end of the last one. That's just basic storytelling. Yep. <laughs> okay. Right? Weird phrasing, but go on. A linear sequence of events <laughs> is just basic storytelling, right? Yeah, not like a Barkno. True. <laughs> I can just imagine anyone that was like, "But you watch Barkno. Yeah. Why are you saying linear stories? What is going on?" If it cannot break its eggshell, a chick will die without being born. Oh, that's just classic. The chamber of freedom and the cage of freedom. Whoa! Without revealing the vastness of the sky, okay, both care for the chick. What? 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 What does that mean, Dano? Okay. Nanami's like I'm in charge now, taking over my brother. I got my rose ring; it's legit. And there are all- objections. No objections. But they're both sitting. Jury and Mickey are both sitting with their backs to the table, like they don't truly respect her. Ooh. Mm. And there's a fan, a um, a desk, a fan. rotary desk fan mm. that seems to swivel and follow, point at whoever's talking. Yeah. Follow Nanami's kind of vision. Yeah. No objections, mm. except and then it cuts to, uh jury who is now side on uh, in her usual lazy hands behind head pose against a huge wall of pinwheels yep. red pinwheels pinwheel fans mm-hmm. you know those traditional fans that you might see kids running around no with. objections except except what cut to jury with that huge wall of pinwheels and cut away end of scene Ooh. so the objection i guess so it's jury you know jury's always got her own thing going on right mm, i guess so but what could she possibly be objecting well, to? Well, she knows that there's something going on with Mickey and Cosway right now. Yep. And maybe also it's just like, well, Kiryu is the leader. We haven't, we haven't heard from end of the world in ages, D- right? Actually, in fact, yeah, I think that I um, just missed that in my photos. But she was like, it's been a long time since we got an envelope. From end of the world. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Is Kiryu end of the world? Don't think so. He's talking about getting letters from end of the world. True that. And he had a phone call with someone we assume is end of the world. True that. Meanwhile, Utena <laughs> is having a pleasant tea with Akio. Ah, uh, yes. Brother someone, perv. Someone flagged to me... Space pervert. Sorry, space pervert. Someone flagged to me that likely the situation is um, that uh, Kane, mm-hmm, who we dueled last week, if you recall. Yep. Uh, Akio's fiance Is Kane Otori And he's taken her last name In advance of their engagement Ah I see So he will take over Otori Academy Just immediately Well he kind of already has That's fair That's (laughs) fair (laughs) Um And they talk about The nature of siblings (laughs) (laughs) Right I'm glad she's enjoying Her student life Especially if she's making friends With girls like you And Utena's like Yep that, that's a true statement. Nick, I was thinking a lot between last episode and this one mm-hmm. about how I think Anthea is lying to Utena. Now, why would you say that? Because she was like, my brother doesn't know about the duels. We know that he does. Okay. Uh, and at the time, I thought that she didn't know that he knew. Y- yep, yep. But then with that creepy go, like, make out with him in the... Uh, in the space room. The space room. What's it called? The council. Room? Planetarium. Planetarium. Yeah. Go make out with him in the planetarium. Uh huh. I feel like she knows he knows, and that she's lying to Utena about it for some reason. She knows. Because he knows about the whole Rose Bride situation. Yep. Yep. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm lost. What's your question? Everything that you just said has gone right through. I feel like Utena, uh, like Akio, mm-hmm. n- knows that. She's the Rose Bride. Yep. And and that Utena is the duelist to bring about world revolution? Well, yeah, we know Arceo knows that. Of course. of course. At least that she has the potential. Of course. I feel like Anthea Fee is lying to Arkeo. Utena <gasps> that Arceo doesn't know. Ah, possibly to protect Utena? Or possibly because she's involved in whatever Arceo's weird plot is. Ah. As a willing participant rather than just the Rose Bride, whatever that means. Mm, it's like the classic... Uh, you can't know So that you can't fail Storyline May, Maybe But also maybe Just schemes Deep schemes Like mm. uh, In these Reddit threads as well There are a lot of people Speculating That Anthe was like Deliberately manipulating Some of our duelists too Like how she Handed uh Juri An orange rose That was the same colour As the orange rose In her Baggage About uh Shiori and the boy mm. Prompting her to get slapped, but right. then also prompting the next duel. Interesting. I see. So really, Anthe might be uh, uh, on the down can, low. Can we trust Anthe is the thrust of what I'm asking. Mm. I feel like... Probably. I would like... I want to trust her. Yeah, you got to put trust in the people that you But I feel like. like she has some secrets. Well, we all have secrets, Liam. I don't. I'm an open book. Oh, what, what's a secret that you think... I don't have any secrets. Well, what's a not secret that you have? I'm Liam. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you're... Your actual name is Liam. But I thought you were Liam S. Smith. They talk about siblings. My whole world's I'm an only child, says Utena, and we're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you haven't had any siblings. You don't know this kind of love affair here. (laughs) And then he gives her a microfiche, or a microfilm, of the moon. Ah, the moon. And it's like, a sibling relationship is like the moon. Mm. It's always there, and you don't really think about it. From time to time, you look it up and you're like, ah, yeah, that's the moon. Makes you feel a bit better. Mm. He really likes space. That's why he lives in a planetarium. Man, if I could live in a planetarium, that'd be a good deal. Mickey is sitting at the piano, looking at his stopwatch, being like, Anthony's late. Why is Anthony late? I'm sure she's just a little late. Not that late. And then he falls asleep at the piano, and Kozue is there. <gasps> and and she-, she has the flashback about... Uh, when, when they used to play piano in the courtyard But there's yeah. also a milkshake maker there And they used to drink milkshakes together yeah. uh, And there's butterflies on the straws Which I assume symbolises something in Some a sort of intimacy Childlike youth And then the butterflies fly away And now there's no more butterflies there And he, the touches, he touches She touches his head And then that little sunlit garden uh, Plays yep. And she leans down to kiss his head <laughs> But then Anthe is in there and she's like, oh. you saw? And he was like, she's like, yep. She's like, got a problem? And she's like, about what? I don't understand. Every brother loves his sister. Oh my God, you're right. That's what that is. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, this show. I mean, it's just, that's how it Can goes. we please just have a normal brother-sister relationship in this show? <laughs> no. <laughs> that's not how this works. <laughs> and then Mickey slams the stop button on the stopwatch. He's like, Anthe, you're here. I'm so glad. Yeah, sorry, I was in the greenhouse. Oh, I'm glad we can have a normal relationship. Because it looks angry. And then she goes to Nemoro Memorial Hall. Nemoro Memorial Hall. To have an interview and get psychoanalyzed and possessed by a black rose. And we learn that she is 13 years old. Yep, a very sexually active 13 year old. Goddamn. The show has some... Stuff. Probos. It was the 90s. It was a polyamorous, It was the style at the time. It was a polyamorous era. So she's like, "Mickey's my twin brother. Love him a lot. He's always looking after me. And when I get hurt or disgraced, it hurts him, but he he helps me. And that's why I always date boys he disapproves of because I'm wrapped up in baggage about my relationship with my brother." Mm. And then and then and then that But I can you. feel prompting from uh from sh- 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 what's his name? Mikage? Yeah. Just go deeper. Yeah. Go deeper. I can feel his heart drifting further away from me and further towards Anthony. Then he's behind her. Alright, time for you to revolutionise the world. It's your only choice. Stabby stab. Yep. We don't see the stabby stab, but it's But implied. we see her scattered music sheet sheet music. <gasps> the scattered sheet music on the ground implies that she's been stabbed in the heart with yeah. black rose. The music room. <gasps> Alias away's in there. Of spy. What? <laughs> Why did you bring that up? No reason. Isn't that, wasn't that like an early Marvel TV adaptation? What, Alias? Yeah. Is Alias a Marvel character? Well, I, uh, Jessica Jones runs Alias Investigations. And right. I feel like it was a loose adaptation of that, but I could be wrong. Oh, maybe. All I know is Alias was a show about a spy because Arrested Development had that joke where it's like, <gasps> someone could be a spy. And then out of nowhere, he just goes, Alias is a show about a spy. Oh, man. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kozuei is playing the piano Yeah Which is significant Because she hasn't played the piano since The incident With Mickey Ah Uh, A significant incident And she always felt that she wasn't a strong piano player And now here she is Ah but Mickey was so talented he could cover for her shortcomings But Mickey always felt she was a strong piano player And now she is playing the piano for him And Mickey is shocked at witnessing this And of course this is the classic Yamama brand piano Ah Yamama Yamama Look, your mama's such a piano. (laughs) Your mama's so piano, she plays herself. Yep. I actually would love to get... uh, And she's got a black rose ring on her finger. You go on. Yes, I would love to get a piano that was made by your mama. I think it would be a delightful in-joke that whenever anyone came around and says, huh, your mama, and I would go, No. Yamama. Okay. <laughs> I just I just think that would <laughs> that be That would neat. bring you some joy to have a made-up brand of piano. Exactly, yeah. And I would just take the Yamaha brand off, Yamama brand on. Be good, right? <laughs> but you've put, like, the Mitsubishi M over the H. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me just drawing a shitty M on the H. You know, like, when you're in primary like the school? the cool S? The cool S? Yeah. No, well, maybe. But an M. Yeah, but an M. Ooh, like a mathematical M. Yeah. So Kozuei approaches Mickey, mm-hmm. puts her hand on his face, and then runs her other hand down the front of his body. And I was like, oh And then she goes in for something. For a kiss. Probably a Explicitly kiss. Explicitly going in for a kiss. And then and he Mickey, steps back and is like, ah, uh, no thank you. What What are you doing, man? What's with that black ring on your finger? It matches yours. This is the... And then she like does like an optical illusion. Mm-hmm. My illusions! <laughs> uh, she runs... She's like, this is the the rose that blooms at the end of the world and runs her hand over her chest and then as it passes, the black rose is there. All of the The sh- music starts playing big in the background yep. and then he is silhouetted against it in black uh, and he's like, uh, we hear Mikage's voice being like, this is your new power. And uh, she is silhouetted against the, the window of the music room, which is now red and, and everything else is black and there's a lot of butterflies or moths. Oh, knots. representation of butterflies. <laughs> what are butterflies a symbol of? Uh, probably... I'm looking it up. I want to say it's probably a symbol of youth and or... Well, explicitly last terms. time we got the symbol of the butterfly regressing to the... Cocoon. And this time we have the song about the time machine travelling back to your youth. Mm. Which is very subtle. Many cultures associate the butterfly with the soul. Christian religion sees the butterfly as a symbol of resurrection. Ah! So, 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 so... How is that relevant? Don't know. She's a new coserway, new and improved, new <laughs> butterfly out of the cocoon. She's got that sick fucking shit. With I'm still feeling. I'm still feeling out the symbol of the butterfly in this context. Mm. I think a-, a few more episodes and I'll crack it. <laughs> need more data. We always need more data. Uh, mm. And then. Much, kind of like a dark mirror of the sort of Dio situation. That comes out of Anthe. Yep. Via love and a commanding voice. And grant me the power to bring the world revolution. Mickey's sword erupts. Mickey is like forced backwards, like spine 90 degrees. Yep. Uh, And then a sword that is physically identical to his own sword, but with a black hilt, Mm. erupts out of his chest. And just shing. And then shadows. No. Ooh. Meanwhile, the exam results have been posted. No, the exam schedule. Sorry, yeah. The exam schedule's been posted. And everyone's like, oh, yep, the exam schedule. Oh, like I is like, guess they had to happen eventually. Math and English are on the same day. No. We hate that. Oh. Uh, but then just next to the exam schedule is a dual summons. <gasps> a dual summons? Yep, I'll see you after class. And then shadow puppets. Shadow puppets. It's a train Choo-choo. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. And uh, our new shadow puppet person does uh, a little skit about like the selling of refreshments on the long train trip. Coffee, cold beer and refreshments. And a variety of people being like, I'm the only person in this car. Coffee, cold beer and refreshments. I don't want anything to drink. Well, then you don't need anything. I'll take everything. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's like trying to deny your own desires. Maybe doesn't work. Mm, just stresses so, you out. So just buy the coffee. And... Absolute destiny apocalypse. Dun dun. Now, dun <laughs> Nick, dun, 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 dun. We dun, had dun. a very positive. Re- okay, Kozuway's up there. Yeah. On every table, a milkshake. Yep. All the. I didn't think the tables would be a recurring motif, but once again, there's a big grid of tables in the dueling arena, and a big bunch of uh, red body outlines. Mm. And then when the duel is won, the tables rearrange themselves into four squares. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the, the boys. The boys, the black yeah. rose. The, the desks of the boys. Yeah, the desks and of the boys. On every table, a, milk a milkshake. milkshake. But what colour are the glasses? Blue? Well, they're clear, but they have like blue... Um, ah, they're blue. Blue. Tr- a trim. Yeah. Blue kind of like, not wool, but like when you get a glass and it's like see-through, but then some of the glasses is like coloured, but it's like on the outside. You know, it's like something melted onto it, but it's not like wax. It's like a cool, ornate... Paint. Shit! Yeah, it's probably just paint. <laughs> On the Black Rose, I swear, I shall win this duel and kill the Rose Bride. Lieutenant's like, what the? We're gonna talk about to? Cosway's duel outfit. It's good. It looks like Mickey's white duel pants, uh, blue jacket uh, with like those military d- bandings over the um, yep. over the center like breast split. Yep, Napoleonic era. Yep, uh, good epaulets. Uh, Very angular. Black or or darker blue uh, cuffs with red highlights. Ooh. Good, ju- good outfit. Yeah, solid, pronounced. Yeah, Nutten is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, basically. And Anthe's like, it's probably the Black Rose. Wow, she is the same dueling stance as the one Mickey uses. Oh. All right, time. Okay, so we had a good laugh uh, when the song kicked in during the Sword of Dio's sequence because the first lyrics were time machine. Oh my god! And then the second second set of lyrics that were subtitles were to the past, to the future. Whoosh, zoom. Oh. Uh, and the lyrics go on uh, to be about, like, returning to the moment in one's youth where everything changed. Well, it's, it's all good. It's all an allusion to the thing in their past where they played the piano. Ah, oh, I get it. I get the song. Yep. It's not meaningless. The bells. The bells. The bells. The bells they, they, they ring for you. Hard candy. That pretty dress I wore. The 753 festival. Oh, my dream machine. <laughs> Time-ish. This was a pretty good song. It it's was a, a, it was a bop. It had yeah. some, like, organs. Yeah. It, it was just a good, like, snappy yep. kind of... Teno's on the defensive. She tries to verbally snap her out of it. Uh, they do a classic, like, push forward, locking their blades thing. Mm. And uh, it's very clear that she's a really good duelist. Yeah, surprisingly good, given we've, we don't know her to be a... Uh, a sword fighter at all. Like Mickey is. Yeah. Meanwhile... Anthony is just working her way down the row of milkshakes, sculling them all. <laughs> just literally drinking all 100 milkshakes. What does it mean? I drink your milkshake. Drainage. I want everyone to disappear, she says. Mickey and I are the only ones who deserve to exist. Is that actually what she it's says? My evil voice. <laughs> is, that, is that what she it's says? Basically. Mickey and I are the only ones worthy of existence. Well, there you go. That's what she says. Mm-hmm. Because she wants Mickey and her to be alone. This is Mickey's her. brilliance. Honing my sword. Uh, and then she holds up her blade in front of her face and we see Utena reflected in it. Ooh! And uh, she's like, it's over. I'm going to kill you now. And then, uh, not entirely sure why this happened, but it was cool. Yeah. Anthe calls out Miss Utenna!" And Utena backflips towards her, lands on her knees. Uh, Anthe does a backbend. Mm-hmm. A lunchbox in my hand. That wondrous spell, fi, fi. The song is still born. And then, not quite to the same extent that Kiryu did it, Mm -hmm. but she uses her Dios magic to empower the blade. Not like into a laser sword. No, but but just like cool. Kind of rosy. Utena's own face reflects in its brilliance. Mm -hmm. And then the prince descends, gets up in Utena's body. She She does. a signature forward charge. A storm of dreams. Effortlessly cuts that rose off. Boom. The bells, the desks. The milkshakes. 10-2-1-0 take off! Why is it 10-2-1-0? Abridged. <laughs> and uh Cosaway mm. falls in the silhouette of one of the, the boys, boys of the Black yep. Rose and her Black Rose crumbles, and we're done. You mean the Black Rose ring crumbles? Yes, yeah, sorry. Yes. Uh Mickey Squishy, wakes Squishy. up in the music room. And he's all like, oh, that was weird. Yet another body falls into the evil <laughs> furnace. <laughs> And it's down. It's gone. I I think I've uh, had a bit of correspondence with one of our listeners this week. i shout them out because they gave us some good facts. Um, Fact number one, you're wrong. Facts about the show that aren't spoiling and also just about, you know, reminding us of things we've discussed. Dim yeah. Pilot, thank you. Um, that <laughs> somehow we predicted there would be an evil furnace in this show. <laughs> I mean, you've got to have an evil furnace, right? If I bought a house that didn't have an evil furnace, I'd want my money back. Yeah, where am I going to put all these dead boys? Exactly. Not in the evil furnace. Yeah, I've got a hundred dead boys. I can't have them taking up room in my house into the evil furnace. Ah, uh, and Mikage's there like, oh, a failure. But that was only the first, and there are other members of the student council yet. Ooh. Makage, you fucking asshole. And it's back in the bedroom. We're going to talk about the design of this bedroom. Okay. Because they're bed, they've got two adjacent beds, mm-hmm. each with like a sort of mosaic above them of of birds. Yep. Then the other side of the wall is like a painted like city castle skyline, mm-hmm. and then a huge window. It's all it has real like prince's childhood bedroom vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they are 13, apparently. I guess. And they are very wealthy. Yes. So, probably princes in some way. (laughs) Yes, probably. Um, So, Mickey's all like, are you doing all right, man? Yeah, Kozua's like, did I really faint from from anemia? And everyone's like, sure. Why not? (laughs) It totally happened that way. So, take it easy. And then she goes... uh, A little rose loading symbol appears in the corner for some reason. Oh, we didn't mention that happened last time when she was looking into the music room. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know what it means. There's some kind of symbolism. I don't know. Hey, Brother, will you make me a milkshake? <gasps> ah. oh. And then Utena is in her dorm room looking at the moon like, Huh, it really is always there for you. Yeah, you can look at it; it does make you feel a bit better. And then Anthe is back in the space pervert's room taking off her glasses. And he's like, come to me, Anthy. Come to me, sister. I'll comfort you as I always do. Yeah. To ka-chunk. The window shut. she says, the elongated... Choo choo. Ooh. What does any of that mean? Well, well we're not gonna find out. No next time episode. to think about that, because we've gotta talk about a certain cowbell. Ring a ding ding goes the cowbell. This episode if this episode was made in 2015, I would speculate it would be someone's like fetish shit, but I think it's just a weird thing. It's just a weird nonsensical bullshit yeah. thing. I mean, it could be some fetish shit though. Okay, but let's talk about the author's note for this episode because hopefully that will shed some light. But I doubt it. No one knows. I think this is a different spin, or possibly a continuation of the lie from last time. Oh no, sorry, that's next time's ep- note. How dare you? So there's a, there's a song that happens a few times in this episode mm-hmm. uh, about like selling a cow, and the cow is sorrow. Blah blah blah. Uh, and this is a this is talking a note talking about that. Hit me. And Nicky, you speculated that it might be an extant song, I said probably not, but I think it might be. Well, well, well. Look who's come crawling back to the music meister. To tell you the truth, I didn't know the Donna Donna song. While we were meeting about the plot, I heard someone on the staff say, This is Donna Donna material, huh? I found the song and had a listen. Nice. I decided to use it. Two versions of it, in fact. Bring me a blanket, someone, and so on. Which is something that (laughs) happens in this episode where Nanaming is slowly turning into a cow and starts to adopt cow like speech uh, mannerisms? mannerisms. now i think most of the words that they did that uh, extended or on in japanese had a um an m in them mo sound in them. Mm. so so it always sounded ch- like they they done a good job of lo- of making it work but i'm sure it wasn't it was more explicit in the Japanese from what yeah. I was hearing. We meanwhile had things like so. Instead of, oh. Yeah. Okay, we just gotta get through. We just gotta get through this. We absolute can madness. Probably go through this one in a pretty decent clip. Oh, yeah, because so, not a whole lot happens. C plot. <laughs> Anthony is knitting, but she's also watching the TV. Oh, she's watching some kind of reality TV wa- show. They've got this huge empty dorm room to themselves, and she's staying up watching the TV in the room where Utena's trying to sleep. And she's got it on pretty loud. Okay, Steve, the next thing I want to introduce to you is this pendant designed under the luxury brand of Sebastian Dior. (gasps) Who's Sebastian Dior? Ah. Some kind of fashion Whoa, did I just hear you right, Roger? Yes, look at this elegant sparkle. And it's like, are you still watching that? Yeah, I'm going to go to sleep soon. Okay, well, hurry the fuck up. I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to sleep here. She's eating crisps and watching TV. Watching, apparently, like, the shopping channel. Yeah, and she's looking going... It's so beautiful. Ah, maybe she will order it. Ah. Ah, maybe that's the inciting incident of the episode. Ah. Ah. Nanami is throwing a ball. Hooray! She's why? got this. Why not? Yeah, fair she's enough. She's Nanami. Okay, alright. She's got this like beautiful dress. She's got these beautiful earrings, got this beautiful ring. Everyone's like, oh my god, yeah. you look gorgeous. All of her goons are like, oh, such lovely stuff. And she's like, oh, don't flatter me too much. You haven't seen the de Resistance. The jewel of my collection. This special pendant with a 20-carat diamond. Ooh. Oh, but we never see it. At this point, (laughs) right? She never gets around to unveiling it. We literally never see it. Jury shows up. She's wearing, like, a fetching, like, white top uh, and purple pants. Looks pretty good. Yep. And she's also got a big gold necklace on because she's done a bit of modelling for, um, for... Who was it? Um, Salia Rich. Ah, Uh, Salia Rich. And a famous designer Mickey is wearing like a nice deep blue double breasted suit oh nice my boy back at it again yeah and unperturbed by his sister's recent flirtation with evil <laughs> uh, so he's all like wow jury you're looking wonderful oh yeah I've done a bit of modelling lately so. wow that means that must be a one of a kind necklace I don't understand why in the background Anthe is hitting something with a hammer right now I think maybe she's angry or she's Oh, like I can't believe she would show me up at, yeah. at my own party. Such an inopportune time. Oh, jury, I didn't see you there. Good evening. Uh, and they just have a weird... Yeah, they're like, Alright, Nanami, why are you throwing the party? You can tell us now, stop being so coy. Oh, why would I throw a party? <laughs> well, you see, but then she's interrupted by someone holding a chest. Nanami, 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 I present to you this chest. <gasps> why, that's the Sebastian Dior logo. <gasps> Sebastian Dior. Nanami's like, who's Sebastian Dior? Why, Sebastian Dior, says Mickey. He's think- a... Outfitter to the British royal family. The most luxurious of brands. <gasps> Sebastian Dior, the very same. Hey, Liam. Dior is a real luxury brand, isn't it? It is. Sebastian Dior being the designer of Dior. Yeah, is that true, Nick? You want to commit to that? Yeah, I do. I 100%... In fact, 10,000% bet you Dior is because of Sebastian, Sebastian Dior. Sebastian Dior is a musical artist. Go That's on. the first result. Nick, how much do you want to bet? Are you willing to wager... The Rose Bride? You bet I am. <laughs> I'll wager my very soul that Sebastian Dior is the man, the myth, the legend, the fashion de- designer. Oh, Nick, I'm so sorry. The correct answer was Christian Dior. I lost everything. Which is interesting to me, because I was wondering during the episode, um, I'm not hugely familiar with luxury brands, uh, lost it, everything. given given the pun they do, where it's it wasn't Sebastian D- Dior, it was... Cow Bastion Dior They do later on Because Christian And it's like It's much less of a jump From Christian to Cowstian You know I have nothing left Liam Yeah I've got your soul I'm going to make you podcast With me forever I bet literally everything I own For that Sebastian Um, joke We're going to do that Simpsons episode Where like doors Won't open for you anymore Oh god uh, And like a really mean Street sweeper Runs over your bike And laughs maniacally And then accidentally (laughs) Drives into the subway (laughs) entrance. Oh man Okay, so Kalsgen makes way more sense. Okay. So then, Sebastian Dior. The most luxurious brand? Oh, this will let me turn it all around. Time to bloody Jury's nose. So, she slowly opens up this chest, being like, Oh, yes, this is for me! Huge golden light emanating from it like Zelda style when you open it and there's that blue light. And it's a cowbell. It's a cowbell. It's a cowbell. It's a silver or a white slash silver cowbell. It's an illustrious looking but ultimately still functional cowbell. And she's wearing it and everyone's like, huh, that's a cowbell. cowbell. Like that's not a, a, a fashion accessory. That's just a cowbell. And everyone, people keep going... But a cowbell is for and then we cut to like a pastoral scene with the silhouette of cows. And it looks really dumb because it doesn't look very well drawn compared to what a normal Nanami's like, they look so speechless at my brilliance, my refinement. They must truly (laughs) truly adore me. The next day at school, Nanami is wearing her bright yellow dueling outfit and the cowbell. Ah. And everyone Mickey and Otana are like watching from around a corner, being like, it's weird. It's weird that she's wearing the cowbell, and uh, Anthony is in the is same scene knitting something red. Yeah, the same thing she was knitting at the start. No, I think that was the first scene of the knitting. Now, sorry, I think I was mistaken. Oh, okay. But throughout the episode, she is knitting this red thing, and that mm. comes that in in a way that I thought was quite good, as just like a little subtle thread that becomes relevant. Mm, mm. Just a fun little yeah. Eye. Like we like we see a scene of Choo Choo wrapped up in the wool later. Classic. Yeah, but it's never really explicitly drawn attention to, which I like. Mm. A cowbell is for oh. shot of cows, isn't it? We should go tell her. Ah, oh, she wouldn't listen. She will never listen. <laughs> She's just making this worse and worse for. Her. I love how like the thing that Mickey and Utena do together for their friendship is watch Nanami and be like, oh, she's being weird again. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, it's the opposite of Kiryu watching these people where it's like, oh, I've got schemes now, where they're just like, oh, she's going to get herself into big trouble. Yeah. The teacher. The teacher who's always having a go at Utena for wearing the boy's uniform. She arrives and is like, what the fuck is that thing around your neck? It's a cowbell. Isn't that for... (laughs) And, uh... Nanami's like, ha, 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 ha. oh, you dumb bitch! <laughs> if only you could appreciate my Sebastian Dior cowbell. And tennis like, we're just gonna have to let her figure this out for herself. Tennis wearing the cowbell. Um, and everyone's like, wow, she's just wearing that cowbell, isn't she? Posing for a still life in art class, wearing the cowbell I mean, and her dueling suit. She's got guts to keep wearing it. Doesn't it's she? really something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah not a really in a good, good way. way. Like in a real. <laughs> I really like that line of dialogue. <laughs> Doing um, flower arrangement, Japanese flower arrangement, the name of which escapes me, um, but that's like a specific, specific cultural art. Uh, uh bakugan. She's, nope. You shouldn't make that up, Nick. Uh, okay, it's patronizing. Is it? Yeah. To bakugan. That's not what I meant. Oh, okay. And she's wearing like the the. She's wearing a like kimono with the what we think is the Sebastian Dior logo, but it's it. actually just a cow. Yeah, it's like a cow, like a stylized cow and horns, mm. bull and horns, I guess. Classic. The p- lunch pavilion. Everyone is looking at Nanami Scary. speechless. Yeah. Just being like, I'm the Whoa. talk of the school. <laughs> My impeccable fashion sense has impressed everyone. Suwabuki still exists. He approaches her. He's carrying like a waiter's t- uh, tray with um, a teapot. And is like, uh, excuse me, Miss Nanami. The cowbell. <laughs> uh, you do understand what that is, right? I've been thinking about this for a while. And those three boys that he got in a fight with in his introductory episode are in the background. Every time someone goes to criticise the cowbell, they they shake their heads in unison. Anytime they're praising Nanami, they're like, hmm, mm. mm, mm. yes, hmm, hmm. Suabuki, do you dare suggest that my Sebastian Dior cowbell, worthy of the British royal family, is weird? Mm, 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 mm. poor form, poor form. Oh, so, you're too young to appreciate a sophisticated adult fashion sense. Mm, mm, very true. He doesn't get true. it. It is weird. Utena is there. It's it's weird. I'm sick of just watching. It's weird. The three boys immediately come up behind Utena and just like clasp her mouth. And, and are then, like, no, 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 no. This is good because then we cut away and then we cut back and we're just seeing the end of Utena beating them all up. <laughs> Nanami's like, oh, you wouldn't understand the beauty of the cowbell. You, you... Boy girl with your boy's uniform. Who are you calling boy girl? Fucking cow girl. I assume that's a more elegant insult in Japanese. Oh, potentially. Meanwhile, Choo Choo drinks a bottle of milk and ends up inside it. (laughs) I wish that wasn't the most accurate description (laughs) we had, but that is the most accurate description we have. And you've got fat legs. Oh yeah? Yeah. And Tsuobuki is there like, oh boy. Man, I've, I've really opened up a can of milk here. There's an ad break and then Nanami has a dream. A very impressive li- dream. It's, it's, um, it's that Utena stylized thing where it's just people's clothing and hair and their skin is all black void. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's living in a barn. <laughs> but I love, I love this sequence. Yeah. And her shadow, her face never moves, but her shadow is the shadow of a cow. And when she speaks, the cow's mouth moves. And who should open the barn door? But Kiryu in his school uniform. And that Donna song is playing, which and is like lyrics on like, on a lazy sunny afternoon, on the road to a marketplace, a wagon rattles along carrying a calf within. The precious calf is going to be sold. What I love is that. Such a sad look the calf's eyes hold. So Kiryu and Nanami are deadly serious in this sequence. Nanami's Donna, like. Donna, Donna, Donna. D- Nanami's like Oh brother You're here And Kiryu's like yes. yes Time for you to eat And then he shovels her some hay Please Eat up And Nanami's but like But I can't eat that You can't be ridiculous And Kiryu's like Eat up It's your last meal And she's like Whatever do you mean And then she's being carried away In a wagon And she's like Brother And he's like Farewell Nanami And then the Farewell. last shot of the dream Is him Eating a steak Sizzling on um A uh, teppanyaki Teppanyaki uh, Grill yeah. yeah Big old flat Yeah Yeah <laughs> So what you're saying is, what's that thing from The Simpsons, that Halloween episode where the teachers are all cannibals? There's a little bit of Nanami in all of us. <laughs> I guess you could say we killed Nanami and are eating her right now. <laughs> uh, and Kiri's last words are, time to eat, and yep. then Nanami wakes up. Still wearing the cowbell. Still wearing the cowbell in bed. Yep. Now it gets weird. Class. Still students are like, have you seen Nanami's cowbell? Yeah, she's got a lot of guts wearing it. I half expected there would be a subplot here where because Nanami doubled down so much on the cowbell, other mm. students started wearing them to school. Oh, Mean girl style? Yeah. Yeah. Like, she set the trend. Yeah. But that does not happen. Everyone is like, the cowbell is weird. This is a step too far. And then she's running, she's doing flattening the school, like,
1: Grounds. oval, the yep. grass.
0: With the big rollies. And her wear, she's, but the school uniform she's wearing, the sports uniform, has cow print on it. Uh... And then she's what? I've never seen Naomi stand in line behind other people before. Ooh. She's doing it. She seems calmer and content lately, mm. like a cow. Like a cow. Um, and she's eating some sandwiches on the grass. And Su- Zubuki is there. It's like, oh, you're eating again, but you just ate. Leave me alone. I want to eat more. Oh. It starts. And this whole time, Nick and I were just like spending the whole episode talking to each other, being like, this is weird. This is so this weird. Is- This is getting weirder and weirder. It gets, it obviously culminates to the weirdest, but it's just like, fuck, this is weird. So she keeps just being tired and being like, leave me alone. If there was one thing I'd describe this as, this is Junji Ito-esque. I would say this is deviant art fetish (laughs) artwork-esque. Oh no, that gets there. That slowly but surely gets there. Nanami unveils her new hair clip, which is kind of like cow ears. And she's like, oh, I knew you'd love them. And then it's gym class, and they're all doing that thing that they do in Japanese media, which I guess must be a reflection of reality, mm. where they all run along chanting, fight. I'm like, fight, 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 yeah, fight. Rhythmically. Fight. But then Nanami is so much slower than everyone else, and she's going, fight. Mm. Fight. Fight. Mm. fight. Come on, fight. Kiryu, pick up the pace. Oh, leave me alone. She's tired in class, talking about... Literally at the top of her lungs, we're like... Uh leave me alone. Pissing off Don't that green teacher. It. Yeah, the same teacher who was like, What is that around your neck? Uh, and it's nighttime, it's bed uh Anthea's still up knitting, but she's dozing, and Suabuki knocks on the door noggity knock! Quick, there's- You have to help Nanami. There's an emergency. She didn't touch what I brought her to eat and then she went to this field and they see Nanami and this is like framed like a horror movie making very uncomfortable. Mm. She's silhouetted by the full moon being like, I can't take this anymore. Suwabuki. Didn't bring my favourite food. And she's chowing down on some leaves, some grass. Yep. Uh, so rude. And the cowbell keeps ringing. But then it's cut into like really jaunty music of the shadow puppet lady who does a little skit about hanging a bell around a cat's neck so that the mice who are the other characters can see it coming. Mm -hmm. And one, the boy mice, the boy mouse is like, (laughs) oh, I already did that. You didn't even worry about it. And then he's talking to the cat and he's like, hey. I told them that phony story so you can eat them and I can just be left alone, and right? And the like cat's paw menacingly raises like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Ah! And I thought chump, this chump. was an interesting, interesting vignette mm. given how before the episode Nick asked me what a cowbell is for and I said, it's, oh, it's if the cow wanders off you can find it and how, kind of like how a cat bell is like how you can hear the cat coming or, mm. or pray you can hear the cat coming. Mm. And then that happened in the shadow puppet sketch. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting vignette. Yes. So that happens. Yep. And it's just behind them. And the jaunty music continues through this next section. And they say, you reap what you sow. Ah, like a cow. So now we're at the school's big, luxurious cattle field. Uh Uh-huh. For farming class. That it definitely has. Yep. And Nanami is hanging out on all fours, eating grass. Just straight up grazing. And walks up and says, take that cowbell off. And Nanami just ignores her. And then... Leave me alone. And Utena is like, no, I'm not going to leave you alone. And behind her, Suabuki and Anthea sitting, Anthea still knitting. Don't you understand what you're becoming? It's a Sebastian Dior cowbell. Yeah, a cowbell for cows. And then uh, she looks around. Naomi notices that she's surrounded by cows. Yep. And then she looks around, more cows. And then and also behind those three her... boys that all look the same are all in cow costumes eating grass. And she's like, no. No, and she has a shocking realization. But her yep, it's not Sebastian Dior, it's Kaustian Dior. Kaustian oh. Dior? You went around wearing a cowbell, Nanami, without even knowing what a cowbell is. A bell for cows. It's in the name Nanami. <laughs> now take it off, or I'll take it off you. Dun dun dun. Take that thing off before you can become a cow in both body and mind. And then I think she she's like, "I'm not going to turn into a cow. You're just trying to scare me." She's doing cow vocal ticks this whole time, but I'm yeah. not going to subject the listener to that. Literally every opportunity for a moo, there's a moo. So she's in denial. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, aren't we all? But before they can have the conversation further and talk her down, Anthony runs up and is like, "Look, Miss Utena, I finished this big red sweater. I was knitting." And Utena's like, "It's a bit out of season. I mean, it's nice. It's out of Thank season. You. Like, I'm, I'm not gonna. It's a bit warm." And then. And the inciting incident. Yeah. Nanami's eyes lock onto the red sweater and she glows with blue ominous energy. And has a full Dragon Ball Z transformation. I was so close to becoming the idol of the school. I can't seem to think clearly anymore. Am I having... And, and this is all just an excuse for more cow puns. Yep. Am I having delusions? Does oh. my appendix need oh. to be removed? Perhaps I've been bitten by a poisonous snake's tooth? Someone bring me a blanket and soon... And then. And then she's a, a cow. We get full Animorph's cow sequence transformation. Yep. Uh, As she, the Donna, Donna, Donna song is playing in a sinister minor key. And she just turns into a cow. She's just a cow now. And then she. Nanami cow now. She then starts charging into. Internal- cow now, Nanami cow. I'll stop cutting you off now. Okay, good. <laughs> that was not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just. All right. I let you do your thing on the podcast. That mate. is true. I and take it back. I own your soul now. Oh, fuck, he does. Shit. Praise me. I'm sorry, oh great overlord. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so she just starts charging into the red jacket. Yeah, and Utena does like a full on like... Olay, um, Olay, yeah. matador. Eh? Yep. Except without the murder of the cow yeah. afterwards. And Utena is... a uh, so bookie is like, Utena, you've got to get the cowbell off her. Run, run, Anthe, run. So Anthe runs away. Yep. And Utena, olé. B- big Olay. The cow is still talking. I've had enough of you the cow do you mean nanami nanami the cow <laughs> i like that not idea. to be confused with the other nanami the cow we'll soon be introduced to yeah the normal nanami Suabuki throws um utana a uh, a pitch pitchfork uh, and she uses that and they they frame it in the same way they've done the Sionji and uh Kiryu. Yep. dramatic dual lens where like beams of light pass each other resolving into their bodies yep and much like a, a rose in a duel wood the cowbell slowly falls off and Nanami, normal human again, falls to the ground going, oh, what's going on? Yep. Meanwhile, on the student council meeting platform. Yeah. Jury is there with Mickey, I think. Yep. And Jury is like wearing all of these like designer jewels. And it's like, being like, ah, oh, the final days of someone obsessed with brand names. Oh, whew, shows off bracelets. And Mickey is just like, you know, I don't think you mean that. You're being a bit hypocritical. I'm pretty sure you like that. Still, I wonder who sent Nanami that cowbell in the first place. And then we see the cowbell attached to a normal cow. Yeah. And Anthe is like wearing a little milkmaid outfit, being like, uh, and Nintendo's talking to her. And it's like, oh, the cowbell was for the cow you ordered. Yes, you see, my cow is named Nanami. Uh, So the postman must have gotten confused. See? I ordered it off the telly I was watching that one night. Right. Interesting. I'm waiting for a new nose ring for her soon. Oh, no. And then the song is playing and Nanami is walking through the school and people have shocked faces, but we never see her face. And she approaches the student council room. Good morning, everyone. And uh, we get a slow up shot. Mickey and Jury look shocked. We get a slow pan up and they're like, what do you think of my new look? And we don't see it. And And that's the end of the episode. Oh, Nanami, you've got to stop dressing up like a cow. Wow, Liam. Wow. Okay, how about this? Nanami, you've got to stop turning into a cow. It, look, well, your like betrays also, you. Also, like, septum piercings are pretty common these days, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the hot stuff. Yeah. 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 I'd take one for, like, a couple days and then I'd remove it. I mean, I wouldn't get one myself, but I don't object to them, aesthetically speaking. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah, the yeah. end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. So, prediction. Oh, well, highlights, highlights and lowlights. Lights. Highlight. I want to say my highlight... Is gonna not be from the Nanami episode. <laughs> um, uh, I'm inclined to agree, Nick. Mm. I mean, because that, they were very tonally different episodes. Like, mm. the Nanami episode was definitely the weirdest Nanami episode we've had so far. Yeah, uh, like... but it was still entertaining in a horrific way. <laughs> you know, Exploding Curry, sure, I've been there. We've all been there. Yep. Turning into a cow, I don't know if we've been there. Uh, huh. Let me think. My highlight will probably have to be uh, the, just the. Uh, not the interview scene, but the lead up to it. Yeah, that was good. Her yeah. like slowly building anxiety. Yeah, I also really appreciated how like Kozue was kind of just there as a prop in the Sunken Garden two-parter, mm. but now she's like we've delved more into what makes her tick, and she's really messed up. Turns out it's very similar to what makes Nanami tick. Yeah, uh, but but at least we've done that work now. Mm. My highlights. Hmm. Is it the is it the moo puns? No. Ah. Oh. You know I had a forced pun Nick And mm. uh, maybe they were more elegant in Japanese But those <laughs> ones did not cut the mustard for me in English They really did not <laughs> um, I actually quite liked this, this, Just that shot Of Kiryu despondent in his chair Listening to his gramophone music Oh man that was good yeah, shit like, The fact that they are consistently Coming back to him mm. Tells me that something is broiling there And it's anger probably. Or depression Ooh. Or maybe he has been humbled No don't, no, <laughs> don't, okay, don't be like that. Come on now. Lowlights. Lowlights. I want to say all the moo puns. <laughs> Fair, Literally cool. every single one. I'm like, yep, okay. And then after the first three, I was like, no, this doesn't work in English. Stop. Stop. They tried, but it wasn't the best bit. My lowlight, um, definitely from that second episode. I mean, my highlight from that episode is the cow dream. But my lowlight from that episode. was pretty good. Oh, man. My, my low light is Kowstian Cal, Dior as a corruption of Sebastian Dior. Unless, I'll give it an out here, unless this is like a okay. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure style, Deadly Queen, Worse Company style thing, yep. where for brand names and copyrights they've had to corrupt it. Well, they probably had to, yeah. But if... But if in Japanese... If it has been written as Sebastian, yeah. then inexcusable. Okay. So as in, if from the source material... They said Sebastian. If in the source material they have said Christian, good. You're fine. You're all good. Yeah. But if they said Sebastian... Yeah. Whole show down, down, down the drain. drain. That's it. Yeah. Out of here. Prediction. 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 So, I'll pull up the name of the next episode because we have skipped the next time on... Yes. And this is what we do now. <laughs> this is what happens. This is how we do it. This is how we cow-cow. I just thought maybe... This is cow. how we moo it, Nick. It was oh, right there. Oh, God damn it. That's right there. I had too many... Episode 17, Thorns of Death. Not helpful. There are a lot of rose motifs here. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Thorns of Death. I think that just going off the title, I think the Black Rose Gang are going to make themselves known to the protagonists. Interesting. Okay. When you say make themselves known, as in... Either either through a rare direct challenge. Mm Mm-hmm. Or by um, one of the gang stumbling onto one of their plans, right? Mayhaps Mickey, because Mickey has been has done his part as a as a sword, mm-hmm. uh, so he's out of the equation in that sense for a while. Sure. Perhaps Mickey will reassess joining the uh, Mikage circle, okay? And then while there, stumble upon their dark secret. Dark secret. Because he took notice of the Black Rose ring. Mm. He did. And then he will tell Utena. And Nutanum will be like, these boys of the Black Rose, no good. Hmm. But does he know of the boys of the Black Rose or does he just go, oh, it's a student council ring? Well, he knows about the society because he was invited to join it. Oh, that's true. But is that... Okay, so here's my question. Yes. Was that to join the boys of the Black Rose Society or to join Makage's... Same thing. No. Explicitly the same thing. No. Yeah. Fuck. It was in that first episode, Nick. I thought that was just his research project. No. Ooh. Interesting. Do you want me to pull up the, the shots? No, it's okay. Okay. Well, you know what I reckon is going to happen? Sure. I reckon <laughs> we're gonna have uh, someone... A duel. Someone who... Ooh. Someone who's been broken by love. Someone whose own love would be like, oh, it's the thorns of a rose. Like... Like the well, I can think breaker. of two people off the top of my yeah. head. Yeah, So maybe it'll be Juri's love interest. Ah, Shiori, I think that was. Yeah, I reckon that's probably who it's going to be. Or what about... Yeah? Sionji. No! <laughs> under no circumstances will it be Sionji. Sionji's gone, man. He's out of here. There's no more of Sionji. He got that exchange deal. He's and dead. He's just been run over by a truck. A truck made of cows. A yeah, Kiryu pulls out his tiny rose cell phone and is like, take him out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> take out
0: just, my only friend. The cow just puts his hoof mm. on the hang-up button and goes, Yes, my overlord. Okay. Uh yeah, I think we're, we're due for a jury duel. Yeah, I or think I think it won't due be due for a jury yeah, duel? Yeah, it won't it won't be jury yourself, but jury's yeah, love yeah, interest yeah, lady. Now it could either be But jury turns into a sword. Of course. Yeah. But jury's love interest will either be the guy or the girl. I think, oh, it's gonna, I think it's going to be the girl, I don't, but if it's the guy... I don't think the guy will be a relevant factor. But what if the guy's like, he I know... He didn't have an interesting enough character design. But what if the guy is like, I knew what was happening. Oh, I was. Just I wanted caught. to play you against each other. No, no, no. I was just caught in the crossfire. Oh, okay. So I wanted to get back to them, but I couldn't find any way. But if I turn you into a sword, then... I can finally get revenge on the one who gave Utena. you... Yeah, Yeah, Utena. <laughs> Something like that. That's how it works, right? Like, it twists their desires to Mm. Mm. be about... Utena. And taking the Rose Bride and killing her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like this one. Utena was never really the target. Well, no, because she felt like Anthe was pulling... So who else has baggage around Anthe? Um, not me. Kiryu? Nanami? I mean, Nanami's is obvious, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kiryu, obviously, wants... Sayonji, if he comes back, which I think he will will be like, if I can't have her, no one can sort Uh. of thing. No. Oh, wait, exactly. it's going to be... Hmm. Yeah. Because who's going to turn Sayonji into a sword? Yeah. Wakaba? Because she had a thing for him? It could be Wakaba? Yeah. Okay, that's a one-to-one. Because, like, cruelly spurned by him, sure. Mm. But high school crushes are not easily abated. Mm. Uh, he stole her from me. Uh, <laughs> no, hang on. She stole him from me. Uh, or I've, at least try. Yeah, so uh, Turn Sayonji into a sword Now we'll be together always And I'll kill the Rose Bride Yikes that, I don't know if that's going to happen But maybe Okay Maybe Maybe <laughs> Unless Utena gets corrupted? I just don't see it happening Because that mm. kind of I don't it's, know. it's like the seal of Orakowcox In one of the bad later seasons of Yu-Gi-Oh oh, Okay, here we go where there was one episode where regular Yugi no double evil spirit Yugi yep. got corrupted by the spirit of Oraclecox. Mm-hmm. So regular Yugi had to duel him. Yep. But there's no secret double inner Utenna who can duel herself. Mm. Unless Utena <laughs> yeah. has to duel the Rose Black Rose corrupted spirit of the prince. But that's gonna be a whole nother level of Things going on that the protagonist will actually know about for once. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Utena will get a message from End of the World saying, go to the basement of Nemoro Memorial Hall Ooh. and she'll find out about everything that's going on for once. Maybe. Maybe. It could just be an episode of, like, finding things out, no duel. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like I want Utena to have more agency in... Learning things like and not just have someone else do it for her, yeah, and then describe it to her in a duel, yeah. But I feel like she's not really actively pursuing any of this, you know, <laughs> she's just kind of doing her own thing until a duel shows of up. Of course, well, that's what you do, <laughs> yeah. right? You're a duelist, that's not how you do it. That's how you duelists do, yeah, okay, all well, right, yeah, yeah, all right. okay. This has been the best episode, best hour of Jojo's world ever, and then maybe like the 10 minutes afterwards, whatever, yep, yep, cool, excellent, we did it, we got there, yeah. We did the best episode of podcasting literally ever made. Uh, Theme music is The Rose Vibe by Milk Juice. Ooh, and can I give a shout out to Jojo's World Out of Context Twitter account? Yeah. Holy fucking shit. Whoever Tweets from our <laughs> earliest episodes. Out of context. Whoever you are. At AARcade.io, A-A I think it is. Give it a go. <laughs> Watching. Oh, sorry. At Arcade Double A. Arcade Double A? You are making God's work. What's see, the... I took the, the name of the whole thing, Arcade Double A, mm. and I mentally appended an A to the beginning of Arcade, ah. because that's what that does, you know? Classic. And then I knew there was an, a rant, a, a couple of vowels at the end. <laughs> so if you would like to follow JoJo's podcast, OOC, not remotely managed by us, but just some guy on the internet being like, yeah, hell yeah. I'm into this. Check it out. Yeah, there's some real good uh real good ones like And we won't share them on the podcast because you can go back and listen to those episodes. And there's ones on there like no. And there's ones Until on there like Until next time. To, to be, be continued. continued.